My name is Michael, and you're listening to the GR Flooring Podcast. Hello, and welcome to GR Flooring. Hi, thank you. So, how can I help you this fine day? Um, I'm actually looking at getting some hardwood. Excellent. You know, hardwood is really an investment into your home, and if you take care of it, it's something that will last a lifetime. So, what, what do you know about hardwood? Nothing, really. That is pretty. <laughs> Fair enough. So I guess the first thing we should talk about hardwood uh, when we're looking at wood are the three different technologies or categories that it falls into. Um, first, there's solid, there's engineered, and then there's floating engineered. Now, they all have their pros and cons. They're all really good for their respective purposes, um, but they're all different, right? Okay. Um, now, the reason why we have these three different technologies is because wood reacts with water. Okay, water and wood. Um, now, are you familiar with how that works? Not at all. Okay. so. The hardwood flooring that we're using in our homes, even though it's been cut down from the tree, so it's no longer really growing anymore, it's still considered a living product because it has a cellular structure. And those cells will actually expand and contract depending on the moisture content there. Really? Now, of course, here in Saskatchewan, we have such beautiful, humid, warm summers and dry, cold, nasty winters. So that actually affects how the boards move and everything else. Okay. Now, do you have a humidifier in your furnace? Yes, yes I do actually. Excellent. So we really suggest to try to keep your humidity at a minimum 35% during the winter. Okay. Now the reason for that, because of that whole expansion contraction with the hardwood flooring, 35%, it, it's still going to move, but it, it won't cause damage to the floor. Okay. Now any hardwood manufacturer is all going to say to try to keep the humidity between 40 to 60%, oh, wow. which is wonderful. But of course, during our really cold winters, the condensation will happen on the window and it'll fall on the ground, you know, puddles, rain, and all that, just nasty that. stuff. <laughs> so the 35 is sort of the magic number for our climate. Okay. Now, any questions about water and wood? No, that pretty much covers it. Okay. So, like we said, the reason why we have the different technologies is primarily due to that moisture and okay. how it affects the floors. So the first product that we have um, is a solid hardwood. Now, this is a, like I said, it's just that. It's solid wood. It's wood throughout. Now, all the hardwood that we sell in the solid category is all going to be a full three quarters of an inch thick. So the pro to that is because it's so much wood there, because it's wood all the way through, you can actually resand it between five to seven times, depending on the ability of the refinisher. Okay. So by resanding, we mean grinding down that top layer, putting different stains, finishes. You can really change the look. That's pretty cool. Okay. Now the downside to it, because it is wood all the way throughout, it's the most susceptible to that moisture change. Oh, okay. So any solid wood floor you have in your home in Saskatchewan here, during the winter, you will have gaps. It'll actually shrink to the point where you will have gaps. Not maybe, it will. It will. And of course, back during the summer, as long as you're able to keep it at 35 or above, it will go back. So it's just a sort of constant expansion attraction. Okay. Now that being said, because of this movement, the widest that we can go in our climate is this three and a quarter inches wide. Oh, okay. When you go any wider than that, the boards can actually move so much that it fractures the cells and causes damage to the floor. Oh, wow. Okay. So can be refinished the most, but it's the most susceptible to moisture movement. Okay. The next would be engineered. Now, engineered is where we have a wear layer or layer of real wood on top of plywood or some kind of other core to it. Now, the point of that is when that top layer is trying to expand and contract with the moisture, the plywood or the core, because it's so much more stable than the actual wood, helps hold it in place. 
So you don't get anywhere near as much movement. The floor will still move, but not as much as does a solid floor. Well, that makes sense. Now, that being said, not all engineers are equal. So, you know, the Mirage, the Lozons, um, all have a very thick wear layer of wood that can be resanded. Oh, nice. It's a full 530 seconds. But some of them have a paper-thin wear layer, literally 0.6 millimeters. Very, very small. Still looks great. has its uses, um, but it cannot be resanded. Okay. can be recoded, so you can always bring it back to looking brand oh, new, well, shiny, nice. nice. So, it's, again, it still is a forever floor, but just something to keep in mind. Okay. Now, because it's more stable, it actually allows us to go to much wider boards. So, like we said, the widest we can go in a solid is three and a quarter inches. Right. The widest we have right now in engineered is seven and three quarters. Oh, wow. So more than twice as wide as the as the solid. No kidding. Okay. Then the next is, like we said, it's the floating engineered. Same basic construction as your standard engineered. The big difference is that the core has um, an interlocking system. It's a different tongue and groove in there that allow the floors to click together. Oh, okay. Just like a laminate. Oh, so I could even install that if I wanted it's to. It's something that a lot of people will feel very confident doing. Oh, okay. That's cool. Now, with the floating engineers, what you'll find, though, is all of the wear layers on them are all going to be very, very small. Okay? okay? And the reason for that is because to go any thicker is a waste. You cannot resand a floating engineered floor. Why is that? Well, because it's not actually anchored to the floor, it's not nailed or screwed into mm -hmm. it, um, as soon as you put the big sanders on there and turn it on, the vibrations actually cause the floor to blow apart. That makes complete sense. Right, so again, you can recode it, you can always bring it back to shiny and new, but you can't change the color. You're really married to that look. Okay. okay. That makes sense. So any questions about the different technologies and how they work? No, that's fairly straightforward. Okay. Then after the technologies, the next thing would be the species or type of wood that we have on the surface. Right. Okay. Now, when we start talking about that, the first question that inevitably comes every single time is, which species is the most durable? Exactly. That was my first question. <laughs> <laughs> now, the answer to that, unfortunately, is they're all the same. Now, what? the reason for that is, while different woods have different hardnesses, mm -hmm. you're never walking on the wood. You're walking on that finish, that polyurethane or aluminum oxide or titanium dioxide, whatever that finish is, you're not walking on the wood. Okay. And, of course, Webster's defines durability is the ability to withstand wear. So walking on it, grit, sand, that kind of jazz is all contained by the finish. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, now the different species do have different hardnesses, as I mentioned, um, but that doesn't matter as mean as much as, as most people would think. Whether it be Brazilian cherry or American cherry, Brazilian be the hardest we sell, American cherry is the softest mm -hmm. that we sell, whatever you drop on a wood floor, it will dent, it will mark. Okay. Now, so the difference between the two, the hardest and the softest, is, is extreme in, in the Jenka scale. But to actually tell the difference, you need a microscope on the floor to measure the thousands of an inch thickness difference that the dent will occur. Wow, I did not know that at all. Right, so then the question comes, why would we have different species? Exactly. And realistically, it's primarily for looks. So the difference between something like a closed gray maple and the variation of the hickory is primarily just different looks. Okay. Okay. Now, again, we say everything dropped on these floors will dent. It will mark it. Okay. It's not really the end of the world, in my humble opinion. Although, if that is something that concerns you, we do have other products that might be more applicable for, for yourself. Right? We have porcelain tiles that look like wood, okay. vinyl planks, all that kind of jazz. Because, and, and the reason why I don't think it's a huge difference, a huge issue, and I haven't had it in my last three homes, I've got two young boys, things get dropped and thrown and everything, and it's a fact of life. 
the first couple of marks that happen, like when the floor goes down and everything's shiny, perfect, brand new, the first ding, the first dent, the first scratch, oh, it's like a new car. The first little window chip, the first little door ding, it hurts like a son of a gun. And then it just becomes a part of life. It's, it is what it is, right? And that's why we call these things on the hardwood floors, all the marks, we call that character. It's a good thing. There you go. <laughs> um, so any questions at that point? No, that's pretty straightforward. Excellent. Then from there, we go into, we have different grades, different colors, different gloss levels, different textures that we can put onto there. Purely looks. So let's see, uh, let's take a look at some samples and see what might work for you. Perfect. 